Something amazing has happened. I need to go. Well, that's all the note says. Something amazing has happened, written in Galinda's distinctive scrawl in her favorite purple metallic ink. I bought her that pen at a CVS in Myrtle Beach. It was raining, and the air smelled of coconut suntan lotion and crabs. She needed to write a check to put a deposit down on a retreat facility for a session she was hosting. She used the back of her receipt from the other night when we went out for Chinese food at the Seated Panda. They have a life-size panda sculpture out front, and boy, it really looks real. It gave me a start when I first saw it, but since then I keep begging Galinda to take a selfie with it, but she never does. And now she's gone. Again. And I don't know where she's off to. I just have this note from her. Well, I guess I'll just reach out and open the heavy metal door that leads us to the deep night. Oh, friends, hello. It's me, Dale Seaver, and I am your host, your guide, your guru, your companion who would never leave you. And if I did, I would leave more than a note. I mean, we'd have a conversation first, maybe over Thai food. Thank you for joining me as we journey through this next hour of regrets and revelations and rising stars, that which we call the deep night. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And my goodness, what will happen with us, what will happen, what has happened that is so, quote-unquote, amazing. Well, I know this. We had an amazing tenth season of this program, and we went out in spectacular style with this week's live episode that you're about to hear. We're going to get to it in a moment. But first, I just need to thank all the people, all the wonderful guests who have made season 10 such a delight. And, and I'm going to read this long list of names, and they're all so brilliant, and I hope that you'll follow them and do, uh, see them and, and check out the work that they're doing, because it's it, it, incredibly impressive and, and delightful all around. So my thanks to Jackie Cation, Melinda Taub, Kristen Bartlett, Ray Sani, Matt Rogers, Andrea Salenzi, Greta Teitelman, Tim Barnes, Sudi Green, Alison Becker, Lola Kirk, Wenjiko Eke, Kylie Lott, Sarah Lazarus, Anna Roisman, Julia Wirtz, Michelle Buteau, Becky Bronstein, Astral Projection Radio, Yay Ming and the Rumors, Kate Willett, Friends Who Folk, Mitra Juhari, Melissa Stokoski, Aaron Fine, Maya Deshmuk, Wendy Starling, Emily Flake, Kenise Mobley, Andrew Tischer, Joe Rumrill, Julia Shiplett, Sarah Sherman, Jim Toos, Lillian Devane, Joanna Solitaroff, and today's guest, Dolly Wells, Joan As Policewoman, Adina Verson, Courtney Fearington, and Emily Panic. And a special thanks also to musicians Cornelius Loy for providing our soundtracks for the live shows in New York, and a double extra deep night thanks to Leslie Goshko for jumping in at the last minute on the piano for this episode when things took a turn. And uh, my thanks to our hosts for the live show, The Slipper Room, and uh, it was such fun to go out to Hell Yes Fest this year and SF Sketch Fest as always. And, uh, Harvest Works is so kind for putting us up and providing us with our Deep Night Studios. Thanks to our sponsor, the Guana Souvenir Shop. And thank to, uh, thanks to you for coming out and tuning in. And uh, let's just get to it. Here now is our live season. I had so much fun with this episode. We had a great time, as always. It's been uh, quite a run and quite a week. Uh, so here it is, our live season 10 finale spectacular recorded live at the slipper room. 
ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dale Seaver. Blessings. <laughs> the hero. The hero's journey is a phrase I've heard. What does it mean? I don't know. I believe it involves something with a sword, maybe slaying a man beast. But what I like is the word journey. I love it. I get all excited whenever I hear it. And it's not a word you can overuse either. You hear it maybe uh, at meditation circles. That's where I hear it, often from Janice with the brown hair. <laughs> we have two Janices, so that's how we have to. I have Janice with the brown hair and Janice with the eye patch. <laughs> so that's how I tell them apart. And she is always talking about her journey towards self-awareness. And I, just, I love hearing it. She talks about it a lot. Also, reality television people, they talk about journeys, too. I'm on a journey to find true love. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> All right, reality TV is where you're going to find it. <laughs> so fantastic. Journey, whenever I hear it, just journey. All my toggles switch on, and I'm lit up, and I'm excited, just like some of you were when I walked out here and danced around. <laughs> I could feel it. I could feel it. I have so many feelings. We're going to talk about journeys tonight. All of my guests tonight are lost. <laughs> they are in one way or another. And they reached out to me seeking guidance and advice. And I said, sure. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> now, some of you may be noticing that I'm wearing all maroon uh, this evening. Uh, that is because I was recently in Germany, and I met a wonderful gal named Sheila. And uh, she, is, she had a lot of thoughts about uh, the law freedom of religion, Oregon. But mostly what I took away from her was that maroon is really my color. <laughs> I don't disagree. So here I am. Am I a leader of a sex cult? Well, I don't like the sound of socks on carpet. And I do not care to watch people eat with their hands. So no, <laughs> sex cults are out for me. No, thank you. What I do like to do is interview wonderful and interesting people and then uh, ask them questions and then interject loudly with my own experience or observations. <laughs> so I think that makes me a perfect candidate to be a spiritual guidance counselor and we're going to do some guiding tonight here in the deep night marking the end of our 10th season, ladies and gentlemen. It's very exciting. And here to help me 
uh, throughout this evening to help us guide everybody through our journeys is Leslie Goshko on the piano, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Pleasure. We're so pleased. Journey. She's, you know it. You can, I just, I love it. I can hear it so many times. Uh, and you, uh, Leslie, is a gifted uh, witch. She has a cat as a familiar that uh, she keeps high on a door usually. And uh, it's so great. Now, Ben was going to be here, but Ben and I went out for vegan hot dogs last night. And I let him try a little bit of my homebrew ayahuasca, unless you say... <laughs> He was on a journey himself, and it wasn't pretty, so he's not here. But Leslie stepped forward as she does, and she's here. So great. I'm happy to be here, Dale. Well, it's so great to see your face over there, or what I imagine is your face. It's very blurry from up here. <laughs> but um, now, you, you've been on a journey before? I have. Yes? Yes. Did it go okay? No, it did not end well. <laughs> Sometimes that's what happens, folks. <laughs> We don't know how it's going to end up, but we do it anyway. That's great. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. Now, Leslie, would you do something for me? Yes. Would you play me a little sitting-down music, something low and slow, like a knight on a horse out about to rescue a damsel in distress, but he's gotten stuck in the mud. And as he sinks down, we notice a very handsome and sturdy woman riding a donkey, in comfortable trousers. And we realize that actually this is not the familiar heteronormative story we were used to seeing. And in fact, it's something far more challenging and interesting and relevant for a sword and sorcery picture. Something along those lines. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. That was wonderful, <laughs> sitting down music. Sometimes that's what we need. I also like a shaky glass of wh whiskey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the second one is the one that gets you. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to get right into it because it's a big show. It's a big show. We've got a lot of chairs to fill, as you can see, and I hope we'll fill them. You never know with this program. My first guest is a seeker, is a musician, a comedian. Maybe you've seen her on Funny or Die or Pitchfork, one of these. She's just tremendous, and I'm glad she's here. This is Emily Panic, ladies and gentlemen. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. May I just say, yes. maroon is your color. <laughs> Well, thank you. It does feel right. And uh, it just, uh, it was, incidentally, it was my high school colors. Hmm. So I've, I feel very comfortable. This Did is you what feel I would comfortable have worn to in gym. high school? Comfortable in high school? Uh, for most of it, yes. I was a very popular kid. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> if you would. Uh, now, uh, Emily, it's great to have you. Uh, uh, how was your journey so far? I gather you were a little bit off course getting here. Oh, yeah, it was fine. You made it. I, yeah, I'm here. Despite the rains. Looking sharp and pink, by the way. Thank you. Yes, a pink jumpsuit is always appreciated. Now, uh, as I understand it, you are getting married. That's correct. Congratulations. Thank you. Sure. That, that sometimes works out. <laughs> now, are you, um, you've, you've got all the planning, I bet. You bet you're really into the planning right now. What's, what's the hardest part for you? The hardest part. 
is having to make decisions yeah and uh, and spend energy on it on such a you know ridiculous uh thing such as a, a wedding you right? find it a little <laughs> ridiculous yes yeah and you, uh, because these <laughs> these decisions matter don't they I guess they do. <laughs> yeah, I'm told that they do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Well, do you need my help with anything? I've been to a oh. few of them and been through a few of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's any advice that just jumps to mind. Yeah. You going to go with white? No. Oh. I, have a, uh, I have a colorful wedding dress. <laughs> Good for you. Thank I like you. this already. That's going to be wonderful. Oh, yeah. That part was easy. Now, uh, you're a musician. Does your fiancé enjoy music? He does, yes. Yeah. He is a, a musician as well. Oh, well, that's yeah. wonderful. Now, do you need any uh, uh, help selecting a DJ for the reception? Have you already made that choice? Well, yeah, I, I've already uh, emailed. A bunch of our friends are musicians and artists and whatnot, so we I emailed all of our DJ friends who normally do it professionally for money, and I said, will you do it for free? And they said, uh, I guess we have to. And so they are. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a fun group. Yeah, <laughs> they are a hoot. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love the creative community. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, if uh, any of these folks kind of bow out or they don't deliver the way that you uh, would hope that yeah. they could, I know a fella uh, named Davis Seward. Now, he used to manage a Sam Goodies at the mall. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, that went under, as we know. Yeah. And uh, he's ended up with just a garage full of 90s CDs. Sure. So if you like like London Beat, uh, Fine Young Cannibals, uh -huh. Hothouse Flowers. He's the guy to go to, and he can really uh, turn it up. Okay. I'm just wondering what's in it for you uh, recommending him. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Davis and I are part of a turtleneck swap. Uh, okay. And so uh, there's a couple of XLs with my name on it if Got I can it. get him a couple of jobs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I encourage you to do it. I am old enough to remember, and you are, are, are probably too young for this, when they first introduced CDs. Mm -hmm. And you thought, my goodness, what is this? How good can it sound? And then it sounded pretty good. Yeah. But, and they used to come, and you said, well, why is it so big? These big packages. No, you I know, do remember cardboard that. Cardboard packages. You flick, 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 flick through them, you know. And then later they went to plastic, and then the tack, 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 tack would be all you I could hear. I remember the plastic. Yeah, yeah, the Tower Records. It would be an mm -hmm. unbearable noise, really, just to listen to that. Tacking away. Yeah. <sighs> mm. But good, good music. I love buying CDs. <laughs> Always had good recommendations. What kind of music were you making? Uh, well, I was a musician for hire when I was when I was still actively doing that. So, but a lot of psychedelic stuff. I ended up in a couple bands that were doing some sort of throwback psychedelic stuff. Well, you know, but uh, interesting. Mm, yeah. So, what kind of like like wah wah pedals? Yeah, there. I think there may have been some. Probably. Mm -hmm. Really get that far out sound. Sure. A theremin, maybe. No, no. I wish. Yeah. God. We all wish for yeah. that. Yeah. I love a theremin. Sure. Truly. Yeah. But mu was music important for you getting out of New Jersey? <laughs> getting out? I mean, I yeah, I love I listening <laughs> to music as I'm driving out of New Jersey. I just always assume <laughs> if someone is from New Jersey, they're in a process of getting away from it. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I don't. I don't know that music was directly tied to me getting out. Oh, well, actually, that's <laughs> that's totally untrue. I did go to college for music, and I left New Jersey to go there. So, th literally, I did. Here we yeah, go. music was tied to me. <laughs> the truth How did you takes know? a you little time. Know. Yeah, the cards are telling <laughs> me. 
a powerful hit that you wanted to get out of there. <laughs> and uh, you, you uh, perform a character now. You do a lot of comedy, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you perform on a heavy metal talk show. Yeah. You perform a character on there. I do. What's that like, doing a character on a talk show? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this is going to come as a shock to you. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. People confuse you for your character a lot. Oh, My bet. character is named Hard Melissa. People don't realize it's a character. I've, they've, you know, they've called me Melissa. One time somebody came up to me and was like, so what, what are you on uh, social media, Hard Melissa? And I was like, no, <laughs> it's not my real name. Y- you're you. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, I do get lost in the character, so it's easy for other people to lose me as well. I imagine that's true. And uh, <laughs> now uh, with the heavy metal, that music always scared me. Yeah. Yeah. The fonts were aggressive. Mm. The fonts. Leslie, yeah, don't get me going. <laughs> <laughs> The fonts are very aggressive, aggressive in metal. I think yeah. they're, it's known for that. Yeah. I would see that in Sam Goody and think, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you play clips of you doing this character in a heavy metal talk show, if you play those clips backwards, would you see the devil? Everybody sees different things. Yeah, that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you are also uh, skilled at uh, thrifting. Yes. Yes. You love to go out and, uh, I guess, uh, peruse... The clothes of dead people. I do, yes. Yeah. Very much. You find some good things there? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. They ought to just put a cemetery next to the Goodwill. Because then, and even with like, you could have, instead of just the tag, that it was a different color or something, you could have it correspond to the headstone. They should really just leave the clothes on top of the headstone. Oh, <laughs> well, that's an easier solution, isn't it? Absolutely. I don't know that it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever uh, maybe put on a blazer or something and then gotten a real chill and then saw like a young sailor uh, wrapped in chains and they kind of reaching out towards you and then you put the blazer back? Have you? Has that ever happened to you? That exact situation has never happened to me. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> But it's scary a little bit. I get scared at the thrifting places. Now, uh, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Yeah. And do you have an agreement with your fiancé to haunt each other if uh, one of you should pass Um, before the other? We haven't uh, addressed that just yet. I was hoping to lock it down first and then, you know... It's and an important discussion to have. Yeah, no, I know. Um, And I'm assuming that he's going to die first because I don't plan on dying, so... Ever. No. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. What are you getting? A wheat grass? What's Have you ever the read the there? book Tuck Everlasting? Uh, no. Okay, well, <laughs> it's actually a very creepy book that <laughs> it's about like this young girl who discovers the fountain of youth and then she meets this guy that's somewhat older and it turns out he drank from the fountain of youth at a certain age and then he tells this young girl he's like listen when you get to my age physically you can drink and then you know we can be together forever. He tells this to a young girl. So I've always had fantasies about that, and um, I was thinking about just doing that. Well, it's straightforward, which is what I like, and I think that's important <laughs> to be focused yeah. and simple mm-hmm. in our planning, especially our end-of-life planning. Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, now, are you going to be doing some shows, Emily, some comedy shows? I was afraid you were going to ask me that. I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any on the books. Well, I do have one. Actually, that's not true. I have one on June 10th with my good friend Lillian Devane, Great. who you've had on your She's show. Been on the show. We yeah. run a monthly show, but uh, no, my I, I was planning today on uh, 
planning to email some people to get some shows, and then I didn't. Well, listen, you've got a lot so. going on with the <laughs> wedding planning, and I wish you well with that. Hey, you're going to go to Japan, too? Did I see that? Yeah, I'm going to Japan. Boy, that's terribly exciting. Yeah, I'm very that's excited about great. it. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, will you write to us? Send us a postcard? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'd that love to. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. And now, can you hang out as we go along? Yeah, I can hang out. Okay. Emily Panic, everybody. Thank you. So great can to I have you. Can I move over one? Yes, if you don't mind. Otherwise, it becomes awkward in a kind of <laughs> stacking situation. Oh, my goodness. Boy, you talk about heroes, don't you? And you talk about comedy and uh, just strong people. That's who we're bringing up next, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's been in so many festivals, and his work has been featured in The New Yorker. Uh, please welcome Courtney Fearington to the deep night. Courtney, how are you, sir? Welcome. Absolutely. Uh, can I uh, say that a tinted lens? Oof, that's cool. That is <laughs> just too you. cool. Thank you. That's what the young people fax me. That's uh, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, well, it's very nice to have you here. Now, as I understand it, you are a former Marine. Yes. My goodness, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. I, you're welcome. I never know what to say to that. Someone's just like, thank you for your service. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not the answer they want a Marine to give them either. It's yeah, just no. supposed to be like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Just I'm strong handshake. Yeah, there it no, is. No, oh. I'm not that guy. I'm just strong. <laughs> oh, thanks, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> well, nonetheless, uh, I was uh, not fortunate enough to serve on account of flat feet and yeah, yeah. Uh, my aversion to conflict, <laughs> but uh, of any kind. But I feel like I'd be good at it. You know, maybe out there in the field on a tree. You know, uh, letting people know what's happening uh, with some binoculars. No, nah, like in the, like I think like in the rear, like in a tent, because you got the tinted lenses. So like looking at a map through tinted lenses, you'd be a real cool person. That would be the way to that, go. Yeah, just like a like a general, like a one, like a half star general with the with the lenses. I'll take it. I'd take a half star any day. It would be fine. Yeah. Is everything okay up there? Somebody's on lookout now. Uh, <laughs> well, I would take a half star. That would be fine. Uh, and uh, it, it must have been. Uh, were, you, were you out in the field, though? Were you doing stuff? Uh, I mean, I went to different places. No combat. Uh, you know, because I don't like conflict. Okay, I'm joking. Uh, I went to Japan uh, and a bunch of other places. So You yeah. should tell uh, Emily where to go. Uh, we wouldn't go to the same places at all. You're doing, yeah, you're, no, you're, no. Doing, you're doing fun non-military stuff. I was... No, oh, all right. Well, uh, there's a couple Marines that I can, you know, introduce you guys to. You can guys go wreck hotel rooms and be careless in the city. Okay. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, now, uh, growing up, uh, you you were a military kid too, right? Yeah, military brat. So uh, I imagine that uh, you were always the kind of new kid at school. Every I went to four different high schools. Yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? That is, yeah. Every year of high school, I was the new kid. And so you have to be kind of funny, don't you? No, you just don't talk. You just don't say. <laughs> you just don't say anything to anyone. No. See, I was imagining that maybe movies were important to you. Oh uh, yeah, movies were really important because, like, you when you don't talk, you don't give uh, enough time for the creepy nicknames to stick when yep. you're the new kid. Because just like by the time they're like creepy new kid, I'm already at another school. That's right, <laughs> vanished. Uh, so I just watched a lot of movies. I spent a lot of time at the movies and watching movies. Have you seen uh, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon? Well, I was gonna ask you the okay. same question. <laughs> Because I know that this is important to you. It's very important. Tell pe- are people familiar with this uh, motion picture? 
1985, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Uh, well, explain it for people that haven't seen it. Just give the plot there. Uh, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon is the only movie that Barry Gordy produced, and for good reason. <laughs> Barry Gordy of Motown fame. Of Motown fame. Yes. Uh, it's a movie that was just, it was a black kung fu movie based on Bruce Lee, but instead of being Bruce Lee, he was Bruce Leroy. Yes. And, uh, he, and he had to fight a villain. He, he had to fight the Shogun, you know, Shogun Japanese, which they're just mixing. Uh, and the Shogun was from Harlem, and he was the most charismatic villain you'll ever see on screen. He came in every he came in every scene with like a, a huge like afro that was like half afro half jury curl. Also, the time he spent in doing that is amazing. Uh, <laughs> and, and and the Shogun's name was the Shogun of Harlem. And show enough. Oh yeah, show enough. Yeah, <laughs> show enough. I mean, they were really the creative right. in coming up with these names. Uh, uh, just what a p and the guy that uh, played that looked like a dragon. Yeah, the villain show enough. Yeah, it was really powerful. That was great. Unfortunately, it lost out on the Academy Awards uh, that year. I believe it went to Out of Africa, which is a rubbish picture, if you ask me. Thank you. Yes, we're already out of that. Wait, was that the Why same would I want to see too? that? Would I want to see that movie? That was the same year as Color Purple too. I think so. Color Purple actually lost, and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. You know, they also got the, lost. They got the show up in t-shirts. They just all wore t-shirts to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to the Oscars. <laughs> but 1985, that was really the height of ninjas, wasn't it? Oh man, yeah. A lot of ninjas lot happening of ninjas. there. And uh, if one were to look back and maybe unpack that phenomenon, we would say that maybe there were some problems in prescribing a kind of villainy and uh, supernatural powers to a culture that maybe we didn't know was formerly our enemy, that was also making inroads into manufacturing through the automobile industry. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why we had ninjas, Courtney. Oh. Oh. I'm saying it was part of a larger cultural it was push. The, it was a plant. Maybe, but I just plain liked them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could do anything. I remember learning they could spin into the ground. They could become invisible. Remember? Ninja Vanish. Yes. Yeah. Did you jump around as a ninja at all as a youth? Uh, no, you know, actually, uh, you, you, the heavy kids don't jump around a lot. <laughs> the heavy, we just adapt wrestling and just go from there. That's it. Yeah, I got a good ground game. Yeah. <laughs> we start getting aerial, I can't really Oh, that's important. That's important. See, I was always flitting about the trees and throwing <laughs> homemade throwing stars, you yeah. know, into the dirt. <laughs> a lot of fun. I remember seeing The Last Dragon, too, in the camp. I saw it on the VHS. Oh. Saw it many times. Yeah. It was really great. Did you learn martial arts in the Marines? Yeah, they teach you hand-to-hand. -hand. It's not really martial arts. It's no. more like a like a hand-to-hand -hand style mar mixture bar fight type thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you could do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's deep. It's deep in here. I can call upon it. It's, oh. yeah. It's Good. like, a, it's like <laughs> summoning a Power Ranger. Like, that's... Now that you put it in those terms, I understand <laughs> it. Okay. Now, I also gather that uh, in, the, in the service, you would sneak into stages to get time. You would maybe sneak yeah. up places to try and do that. I'm, I snuck into a lot of places, <laughs> Courtney, for a lot of things, sometimes just a hot meal. But um, uh, you know, what was going on there? You getting some stage time? Yeah, you, well, it's, you, can't, you can't let people know that you're funny if you carry a weapon for a job. 
it's it's a it's a it's a balance that you can't you know it's just like uh hey guys can someone uh hold my gun really quick i got five minutes around the corner no one wants that so you would just you would just sneak out and do it and i would go uh bomb terribly and just bring all that anger back to the military (laughs) 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 that's a good place to let it out just bring it back and just serve our country yeah yeah, and just lay into a target somewhere. Yeah, I guess. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds exciting. And uh, but you've done a lot of comedy since since that time. You've yeah. really blossomed, haven't you? Yeah, I, I transitioned out of the Marine Corps to full time comedy, uh, and then from full time comedy to oh, I gotta have a day job. <laughs> gotta have. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have a dinner. Did you know that doesn't come with comedy? Wow. All right. I did. <laughs> It doesn't come with anything that I've ever pursued. It's <laughs> 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 just really at the bottom. Um, uh, but uh, I understand, uh, speaking of meals, uh, you're uh, good on the grill. Uh, pretty good. Pretty nice. I, I've heard you described as grill master. You know, I, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give myself the title, but if someone wants to call me that, I'll let them. What's the secret? I can't let you know the secret. That's not secrets work. <laughs> come on, Courtney. <laughs> Tell me one thing you do that I would be surprised to learn. Uh, you control your fire temperature. <laughs> what? You mean you cook it? <laughs> that is what cooking is, isn't it? But grilling is? Yeah, but you see so many people who just light charcoal and then just start throwing food on there. Oh, I see. Yeah, I you got to control really your fire attention. temperature. Yeah, you got to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so are, true. Are we, are we gas grill people? Ooh. I hope not. <laughs> what do you not oh. like? What do you not like flavor? I chop my own wood, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> At the ashram, we have all kinds of chores. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, but I'd like to grill with you sometime, is I guess what I'm saying. I got, a, I got a barbecue coming up. You're invited. Oh, wonderful. Good. And are you going to do some shows, too? You got some comedy shows coming up? Yeah. Uh, you host the Thug Passion. Yeah, Thug Passion Presents with uh, my very funny uh, other host, Shalewa Sharp. Sure. Uh, we got one of those coming up in July. Yeah. That's um, all about movies, isn't it? It's all about, it's, it's, it is Mystery Science Theater, but black. Oh, well, that's what that needed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, essentially, yeah. 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 Do you have a robot? Mm, well, no. <laughs> you don't need it. No. Was there ever a great black robot? A great black robot? We're barely getting great black characters. <laughs> Can we get one of those before we start getting animatronics and robots and stuff? Fair enough. <laughs> Courtney Fearington, everybody. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. About everyone's journeys. Uh, my next guest uh, tonight proves that running away from your home country will solve nothing for you. Uh, she's a tremendous uh, actor and writer. She's the co-creator of Doll and M. Uh, she was on Portlandia. She uh, was in all 17 of the Bridget Jones movies, uh, which I just watch like, uh, like crazy. And... Uh, <laughs> She's got a new movie coming out, too. This is Dolly Wells, ladies and gentlemen. Hi there. Hi, nice to have you. Grab a microphone. Hello, hello, hello. Dolly, how are you? I'm very well, but um, 
I might as well say immediately that I sadly I was only in two Bridget Jones and I got completely cut out of the third one. Well, that's not right. I know my family went to watch it to see if they could <laughs> spot me and they'd get like the back of my head for like a second. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm sorry to hear I'm that. Still recovering. I've been cut out of lots of things. They were awful, awful films anyway. <laughs> I shouldn't start off by being controversial. You know she's not British. She's not, no. No, the woman that she, played her. She also liked telling me that she gets the um, the tube, that she would get the, s the central line, and I don't think that was true either. I was like, so where would you get on and where would you get off? Because I was thinking, I don't think Renee Zellweger does get the tube, but she promised that she did. Hmm. Not a truth teller, is no, she? I think perhaps not. Is my microphone on? Is, yes. it, is it there? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. You guys can hear a dolly? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're all right here with you. <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> now, you survived the storm. It was a little hairy there. It was. Well, yesterday and yes. today again. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I was wearing these, which I like, and they got wet, and it pissed me off. Oh, I was no. rehearsing on 42nd Street. Yeah. And I was just standing watching everybody going past with their umbrellas being like, ah! And... I looked up how much it would cost to get a taxi, and it was eighty-seven dollars. So <laughs> well, I didn't do that, and I just—that's too much. Best trainers. Are you allowed to say what you were rehearsing? Um, yes, it's yeah. called Log Cabin. It's a play that yes. uh, that Jordan Harrison wrote, and Pam McKinnon is directing. And we're just in our second week of rehearsals. It's going well. Um, they, it really scares me at the beginning because I feel like I've constantly got Alzheimer's or something, so I don't feel like I can remember the lines. Yes. <laughs> that makes my hands sweat even thinking about it. But yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a nice group of people and it's quite a cool play. It's never even been read out loud before. My goodness. So, um, well, it must have been, actually, that's not true. But I mean, it hasn't been, no, it hasn't been read out loud, I don't think. Well, somebody did. <laughs> well, he wrote it. Maybe, maybe to himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, exciting to be part of something that's yeah. new and it's yeah. getting going like that. Yeah. Um, now, um, uh, you, you, you have brexited from uh, oh, from England at just the perfect time. I mean, if you want to really? be in America, wow, we're having them. It, it, it is wonderful. I this do is feel great. Very, very lucky to arrive. <laughs> and you get and you're in Brooklyn. There was a, there was a moment though yeah. when I felt like I could feel superior for a second because England <laughs> wasn't behaving quite as badly, and then I got home and was there when it all fucked up, and so. They have their own problems, don't they? They really do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and you're in Brooklyn, which in Brooklyn, is yeah. also having a moment. I think uh, probably not since uh, <laughs> Toronto in 96 <laughs> has a city been this ascendant <laughs> and dominant. It's uh, really terribly exciting. Have you seen any real quintessential Brooklyn activities happen? Have you had liquor um, from a jar or done yoga on the Gowanus? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've... I've had the, the people that live next door maybe aren't as good as grilling at you as you are, but there's just a s very strong smell of petrol all the time, gas or whatever you call it. A smell of petrol well all the time. What I really like about Brooklyn, which didn't happen where I lived in London, is, this, is the life on the stoop that everyone just sits outside. On my road they do, and they're really friendly, and everyone eats outside, and there's all sort of... Well, I'm nosy, so I like knowing all the shit that's going on. But that... that did strike me at the beginning, just the smell, just constantly people are grilling, and it's, I don't know what, they just squirt, because I don't know how to grill, but squirting. We're going to get together. Like oh, lighter fluid. Lighter fluid, yeah, yeah. yeah. get really it going. It smells, it makes it kind of awesome, you come out and your eyes are just sort of watering, and <laughs> but that's the biggest Brooklyn, I can't think of anything else Brooklyn-y. That's yeah. pretty essential, Brooklyn. Yeah. I think we all think of lighter I fluid. I like saying bodega, because <laughs> that feels bodega, so yeah. un-English, and there's a bodega <laughs> on my corner that's definitely... 
all sorts of shit going down that I quite like seeing as well. Yeah. <laughs> you keep an eye on it, do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I sort of, there's something quite good about being English because you sound like you're about 30% more intelligent than you are, if not more. Yeah. And you seem sort of scary. So if you're like, what's that man? I've seen that man before. Is that man, what did he, you know, the people sort of tell you because... <laughs> They think that yeah. you know the queen oh, or something. Yeah, right, you sound, you sound <laughs> important. Uh, well, speaking of that, you're married. I am married. Yeah, and it's going well? It's fine. I'm yeah. He's American, and we've been married since 2000. So wow. it's going. Good run. Yeah. The whole millennium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. Is what? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's good. But speaking of, of, of weddings and all yes, that, and, and I know. Uh, I don't it's care, happening though. up. It's, it's coming up. Royal care. wedding. I know it's happening this again. weekend. I don't care. You d- yeah. You're not going. I'm. I haven't been invited. You haven't no, been invited. I'm, I'm not really a royalist, just to annoy my mother because <laughs> I just really don't care. But my mum does. And she's like, "Oh my god, let's look. Let's the, it's amazing. There's going to be something on ITV about the Queen." And, and you just think, "Oh god." So I don't watch any of it. I don't watch The Crown. I don't watch. I don't. I, I probably am missing out. But I just there's something about caring about the royal family that annoys me. Have you ever played a royal? Um, yes. I have. I just remembered that. I was in something called Bertie and Elizabeth, and I played... Oh, shit, I can't remember. It's so long ago. I did play a princess, but I can't remember which one. And I also played Sarah Churchill, Winston Churchill's daughter, and that's oh. not quite a royal, but she was quite close. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, when the when the Charles and Di got married, oh, every we all had the plates and the, and the, that, the I spoons. Know I know. Is now a good time to use that? If I'm eating a breakfast burrito watching <laughs> these two... Is that when I use these plates? Because I, I just think had don't them. Don't use them. My mum once, <laughs> when it was the Royal Jubilee, one of my mum's friends, I walked into the kitchen and she was trying to steal. It was so enjoyable catching her. I was like, what are you up to? She'd put one of the mugs into her handbag because they do. They, they suddenly become worth a bit. I mean, not a huge amount, but yeah, Emily, not a lot. Emily, yeah. my best friend, Dolan M. Um, since she moved to America, I used to really take the piss out of her because she became so patriotic, and it made me really cringe that she'd have like, ta- you know, washing up dishcloths that had the Union Jack on them or like royal family mugs and I was just like oh what's happened to you and that's <laughs> happened to me now because there's something about being an expat uh-huh. that you feel a little bit apart from the royal f- well I'm being, I'm being hypocritical now I don't want to watch them but having a sort of mug or a tea towel or something with like the London buses on it or something some connection to it is fun feels good yeah. yes yeah. yeah well especially now uh, <laughs> it's probably nice to be like no really I'm from there <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I don't want to brag Oh, go on. <laughs> but my great-great-grandmother right. was a lady-in-waiting for Queen Victoria. Wow. And so her picture is supposed to hang over there in Buckingham Palace. That's amazing, if it's true. If it's true, exactly. Amazing. There's a lot did of... Did she wear ma- a lot of maroon as well? I believe she did. Yeah, I believe yeah. she did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a... It's a, like a Rothko. It's just a maroon <laughs> square hanging. But I say, there she maroon. is. That's maroon the one. That's I our... I might be able to beat that, because I'm related, but maybe that's not as exciting... I'm related to Jane Austen, the writer. Well, I've heard of her. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how. My grandmother, but she died a long time ago, wrote the family tree, and I took it into my English class to sort of be like, <laughs> you might not think I'm clever, but I... Because I was related to Fanny. Jane Austen's sister, Fanny, had... And he went down however many generations, and then me. But I lost the piece of paper with the details on it, so... But I were you in the zombie movie, too? I was, yeah. That's a Jane Austen uh, it's picture. True, quite right. I yeah. was barely in that. I was in it for about five minutes. That's all it takes. My want. Yeah. Listen, get the check. Now, also my neck was all. It was disgusting. I had to have sort of blood capsules in my mouth that would just slowly ooze down, and I had sort of yeah, I'd been shot various times in the first 
That's every Jane Austen yeah, movie, though. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you, you watch those, you think, oh, I have to watch them like this. <laughs> oh, God, pride and what? <laughs> no, thanks. Oh, there's prejudice. Yikes. Um, I don't uh, like yeah. prejudice, but... Um, uh, now, uh, I also I know that uh, you worked with uh, a hero of mine. We're talking Who? about heroes. Uh, a, a broadcasting legend. Who? Uh, someone that I greatly admire, Mr. Alan Partridge. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that must have been terribly exciting. It was. Uh, you were in a swimming pool with I him. I was. I didn't even wee in the pool. I could, main, I could keep myself together. I didn't get so excited that I weed in the pool. Not That's like acting. Not like I normally do that. Um, no, that was really fun doing that. I yeah. knew him already a bit because me and Emily, the first thing we wrote together never got made and it took 10 years because <laughs> we would mostly, as we still do, spend sort of an hour and a half chatting and then about 20 minutes writing. But we met him because he, for a moment, wanted to direct something that we'd written and then it all fell apart. But so I wasn't as terrified as if I'd just met him on that day in the pool. But yeah. he is... He's incredible. He quite handsome in person. He is quite handsome in person. Yeah, yeah. I get compared to him a lot. I bet. Sometimes it's he at night in front of a convenience well. store. No. But uh, he doesn't wear maroon as well. No. Well, not sorry. And he doesn't go for the tinted glasses, does it? It's all about that, isn't it? One dollar. No, I was really, really excited. That was a real thrill, actually, I have to say. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I would imagine so. Uh, now, uh, with Dahl and M, mm -hmm. a great show. Thank you. Had a nice long run. No, it's Pe so People didn't. like that show. It's <laughs> so two didn't. seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. We tried for more, but they said, absolutely, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a nice thing that happened anyway. And uh, what I love about it is that you portray friendship yeah. in all of the meanness and pettiness and uh, kind of uh, the tough stuff that happens mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a best friend situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think selfish is something that the British do well. Yeah, I agree. Maybe better than anyone. I agree. I'll tell you who's... who's what are you saying? <laughs> no, I tell you who. Oh God, I think I'm going to get brain fog and forget this now. But um, Julia, oh, have you heard of? Have you heard of the Mighty Boosh in this country? Y yeah. Yes. So yep. Julian Barrett is married to a woman called Julia Davis. Yeah. And she is the just the hero of that of writing that sort of stuff. She wrote something called Nighty Night, and then she wrote something. She wrote this thing Camping that now I think is coming to America. But she can write the most terrifyingly strong selfish female characters that you just can't sort of makes you like sort of eating an onion raw onion or something you just can't really watch it but she is <laughs> amazing at doing that but yeah english people are quite good at that that's really good i appreciate yeah. it and uh, you're in a new picture coming out soon i this, am uh, can you can you can ever you forgive me yes you've yeah. well researched uh, this yes. is uh, thank you uh this <laughs> is a project with melissa mccarthy yes and uh, it's, uh, she plays kind of a seedy character, mm -hmm. up to no good, and it's set in kind of an indie bookstore That's right, uh, in the world. 90s. Yeah, and that's why I don't go to huge. indie bookstores, because so much deception. Yeah, there is. That's You're why I'll buy on Amazon, thank you very much. <laughs> but you, you play a character, an American. I play an American, yeah. Yeah, and the accent was quite good, don't I thought. Don't make me do it, but it was fine. No, I'd say maybe kind of a mid-Atlantic, is oh, that what you were going for? I know, people ask that, yeah. and then you're like, um, yeah, I, I call it... Um, and I just think they're going to stop listening and I won't have to answer it. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know where I'm from. Yeah. I, did I did another thing a few months ago. For, um, there's a show on HBO called Room 104. Yeah. I think I was sort of mid-Atlantic then as well. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> choice. Thank you. Because it gets you a nice spread. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you ever need one, go for that. Okay, I will. But don't go too far to Baltimore because then that really? becomes its own thing. And you're like, oh, right. gosh. 
So they won't want me in the Please no. And you've got to talk about the Inner Harbor. Um, <laughs> uh, so when, when does that picture come out? Was it fun to do? Um, it was really fun. Melissa McCarthy is was so cool. I got scared that I was going to laugh too much when she spoke. I had this sort of thing that I was going to try and be really cool. And then she was really funny and really nice. And it was during the time when she was doing her Sean Spicers on Saturday Night Live. And... Um, but the really only bit that was so annoying was we were sort of, well, making friends, as in, you know, having to do these scenes together and chatting. But the director would come up and say to me, as I was trying to tell, like, my best one of three anecdotes, she would come up and tell me that I had to speak in an American accent while I was telling whatever I was trying to impress Melissa with. And it would be, like, such a sort of, it would just really deaden my story because then I just, this sort of terrible thing of me being like, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, uh my mom. I mean, just sort of so <laughs> cringing. <laughs> and then I'd wait for the director to go away and be like, I'm just going to quickly finish it with an English accent because it's not that funny anyway. But, um, <laughs> but I was made the whole time. And I find that so annoying because, oh, I don't know. Anyway. Really harshing your coolness yes. there. Yes. But anyway, she. As the kids say. Exactly. But she's an amazing director, so I would never dare say anything other than that she's wonderful. Well, good. Good. When do you know when it comes out? I do. I think it comes out in about November, is it? Yeah. End of the year, sometime. Yeah, sometime yeah. soon. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll look forward to that. Do. It's really exciting. Um, it's great to have you really uh, on the show, Thank Dolly. You Thank you for being you here. Dolly Wells, everybody. Oh. Beautiful. Slide down. My next guest is no stranger to cosmic energies. Uh, she's uh, made lots of people weep. Uh, openly during the recent run of The Lucky One. She was on Broadway in The Indecent. She's also been on Mozart in The Jungle. Please welcome Adina Verson, everybody. <laughs> Adina, how are you? Hello. Nice oh, I stepped you. on the cord. Hello. Welcome. Adina, how are you? I'm a little nervous. Sure. Yep, I yeah. get that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not an unfamiliar situation for me uh, to be across from. Uh, but uh, now you were in a recent production that I saw, and I've told you this, I came to you after the show, and I said, my gosh, this thing was beautiful, and uh, really was on the edge of uh, tears. Uh, I've never been so emotionally moved by a production, and I've seen Cats twice. <laughs> that was my first mu musical what, I, that I ever saw. I was the Cats. The cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what it is. Yeah. It's amazing how much that they can ring out of just cats. I know. I was four, and yeah. my mom brought me, and I fell asleep. Yeah. Um, she was very angry because she paid full price. Oh well. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. yeah you got to at least stay through the second encore of memory. Right. Right. And really drive it home. Yeah. Uh, have you ever wanted to be in a kind of a leotard thing? Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. But this show, The Lucky <laughs> Ones, is the one I was talking about that was so moving. And uh, is that, does that have a future? Is it going to go on? I hope so. It was there's, kind of an off-Broadway thing. It was off-Broadway. It's not quite like a transfer. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't feel like it's necessarily a Broadway show. But uh, there's talk of maybe elsewhere developing it further. Yeah. It's part of a trilogy that hasn't been finished yet. So. I love that. Yeah. That's like Bridget Jones. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, I love I love all <laughs> trilogies, and uh, there's a lot of journeying that goes on in the lucky ones too. It's about a kind of a uh, hippie school in Vermont, and well, mm -hmm. it doesn't work out, does it? No, not quite. No, no. Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like Vermont. You walk around Vermont, <laughs> and you think, well, this could have been something, <laughs> but now it's just a rusty tractor <laughs> and someone making bread. God bless them. Did you have any experience in kind of alternative education? 
really. I, I went to three different high schools. Um, so uh, I guess that's kind of alternative. Yeah. I went to a, an arts high school for my senior year of high school. Oh, like fame? Uh, y- kind of, except, yeah. y- uh, except dirty and <laughs> unorganized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fame's pretty dirty. <laughs> Have you watched Fame recently? It's pretty it dirty. Actually, it is really dirty. Yeah. I love that movie. The body Thank electric. you, Leslie. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's ready with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yes, it is a lot. You, you think, oh, this will be a nice one to put on, and then it gets pretty intense. I fame. know, when she's, like, crying and taking her shirt off. Crying, yeah. taking her shirt off. I think yeah. there's drugs involved. Somebody has some kind of situation happening. Yeah. And then, yes, there's a wonderful dance number yeah. in the cafeteria, but also you have to <laughs> eat on those tables. What are you doing? But anyway... Um, now, uh, you, you were uh, um, also in the Indecent uh, show. That was on Broadway. Yes. Um, there's no the. It's just Indecent. Sure. But I yes. put the in front of everything. <laughs> I mean, why not? The yeah. cats, the Indecent. There was only the so much room on the marquee. Yeah. Yes. Indecent. Indecent. Yeah. And uh, that was with Paula Vogel. She wrote that. Yes. Yeah. I've spent some time. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, but anytime she gets applause, it's worth stopping for. Um, I spent some time in some dark rooms with Paula, mm. and a wonderful, wonderful lady. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more than that, so I leave okay. it to your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little indecent. But um, uh, well, there's nothing like uh, performing on Broadway, is there? Uh, not that I've experienced yet. Yeah. 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 So it's more people. A lot of people. A lot of people. In a big old theater or something. Old theaters, um, Midtown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's the w- that's. You said the, the magic the word, yeah. Midtown. <laughs> I love that more than journeys. Yeah. I'd like to go on a journey to Midtown, and that would really be it for me. Yeah. That's one. We know. I just recently made my Broadway debut. Oh yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, I, I think I. I read an announcement this. at the Harry Potter. Uh, production. I saw I that said, on your Instagram. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, please take your seats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> Tony can't be far behind, I imagine. You went to the Tonys? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, did you perform at the Tonys? No, because we were a play with music, oh. not a musical. But that's good because the, the musicals, they perform, but they don't get to watch. Oh. Yeah, so we were a play that got set, like we were seated way in the back. And um, and but we were able to watch. Yeah, well, that's fun. So that was that was fun. You got dressed up. I got a go program. Yeah. And you were just at an award show too, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Yeah, at the Lucille Lortel Awards. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Got dressed up. I didn't win, but I was so nervous about giving a speech if I had, so <laughs> I was. Relieved. But yeah. the production won some awards, too, and that was yeah, good. Yeah. Now, as I understand it, you've also had some experience with holistic healing. Is that correct, Adina? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Somebody read my bio. Yeah. yeah. So what was going on there? What's your poison? You like a little mm. Reiki? You like a little acupuncture? <laughs> yeah. I mean, acupuncture is a weekly for me. Reiki is um, less frequent, but I like to pretend like I can do it on myself. Yeah. Um, honestly, I really... I kind of believe in anything uh, that you tell me is going to help me in some way. Good uh, to know. Whether it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whether it's a placebo or not, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't care. Just like having somebody, you know, think about me in an intense way with their hands se- sounds great. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that sounds great to me too. <laughs> 
I like that a lot. Mm, my goodness. Um, uh, and do, do you do that when you're kind of getting ready for a production or something? Do you have to have a moment of, uh, of healing, of self-care, getting through it, a production that's kind of draining like the one you were doing? Yeah, certainly. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, mm, I always make this face when I start to talk about something crunchy. I'm always like, Ooh. so I'm going to not do that. Yeah. I'm just going to own it. Own um, it. A big part of my process is uh, like chakra work yeah. and under understanding the differences between my chakras and my characters, and that helps mm -hmm. me phys physically. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a, an, a good way for me to like put on the character and then let it go. I guess I have a hard time letting it go sometimes. Emily um, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. The character that I played in the Lucky Ones is a real person, and so we had like a little ceremony when we got into the theater, and then uh, she's a real person who is no longer alive. So that's why it was okay to have a sort of ceremony. Um, and then like the same thing when we left, and all the hoo 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 stuff is uh, important to me. I think it's important, too, and I do a little <laughs> bit of that backstage before I come oh, out yeah, of here, yeah. along with a little bit of this. But um, uh, now you also play the uh, ghost on uh, Mozart in the Jungle. I do. Wha the, uh, An the apparition. Keyboard. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, you're still doing that? Well, it's... I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Okay, you don't have to say it. That's all right. But uh, did you find the experience of playing a ghost uh, fun? Yeah, yeah. You think uh, you'd make a good ghost? She's not like a spooky ghost. No, no, yeah, she's yeah. not like a, yeah, but a woo. Yeah. Fully dressed, she's like Lady Mozart, right? Yeah, Lady Mozart's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Um. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Mozart in drag, but I feel like that would oh, be... Oh, I see what yeah, you yeah. mean, yes, um, yes. And, uh, well, my only other, like, recurring TV role was a vampire, so I, c I feel like I have a thing going. Yeah. Dolly had to put some blood on, too. Yeah. She knows yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you think uh, you'll think you be a good ghost uh, as a person? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on the rules, I think. I know. Yeah. yeah it does depend on the rules. Yeah. And, uh, and whether you believe in reincarnation or not, do you? Ooh. In a way, yes. Yeah. I'm worried that I'm going to come back as something like a pencil. And I'll just be rolling around a drawer somewhere for ages until somebody finally says, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. And tosses it. By the time you're reincarnated, I don't know that pencils will be around. Oh, well, that's a bleak <laughs> note to think about, isn't it? <laughs> I had one small choice <laughs> left, which was to be a tree that gets manufactured into something, and now that's even closed off to me. Well, fine, I'll evaporate. Great. <laughs> but I know who I'm going to haunt now. <laughs> Great. It's you, Adina. It's yeah, you. I got it. I got yeah. it. <laughs> it's you. Uh, well, uh, I sell essential oils from the home if you're interested. Oh, doTERRA? Uh, do what? Uh, no, it's my own blend. Oh. I make my own blend of stuff, so it's, mm. it's great. It's not a joke. I'm just sincerely interested in earning some money. Okay. And if I sell enough of them, I get a pink Kia Spectrum. So mm. let me know uh, if you need I some will, diffusers uh, back there at the home. Uh, and so you've got a couple of projects lined up. You're going to be doing some stuff? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm currently doing a workshop at the public theater. Oh, that's the best place to do a workshop. Yeah. I love theater workshops. Because everybody's down. What do you do? You think yeah. that people are going to be on a printing press. But no, it's just people talking. They're just wearing their normal clothes, you know, in the space. Right, in the room. it's the play, but it's yeah. not the play. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. But that, it's actually, it's, uh, it's about 
the Irish mob in like kind of the end of the Irish mob in in Hell's Kitchen yeah. in the 90s. And then next week I s I have my first role in a feature film that's also about the Irish mob but in the 70s in Hell's Kitchen. Well, Isn't that weird? You've cornered the market. I know. <laughs> and I, um I'm playing um prostitute number 1. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank Let's you. hear it for that. <laughs> prostitute number 1. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. You don't want to be number two. Well, it was the same audition you don't be for prostitute, prostitute number one. I'm sure. Two. And they called my agents, and my yeah. agents actually, they were like, we made sure that you're number one. <laughs> and I was like, thank, thank that's you. That's why I pay you 10%. Oh, yeah. that's key. Well, I wish you a lot of luck with that. Thank you. Adina Verson, everybody. Prostitute number one. Oh, yes. How are you doing, Leslie? I'm doing great, Dale. Good, How are you? Great. I'm doing great. We're moving right along. Uh, my uh, final guest this evening, oh my gosh, just a, a, a pillar of the downtown scene, an international star, a singer, songwriter, composer. Please welcome Jonas Policewoman. There we are. Nice to have you. There you go. Take a microphone. Joan, my goodness. Ah. Oh. Joan, how are you? I'm great. Good. Have you been on a journey? I sure have. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I sure have. Yes. You've been touring around. You've got a new album called Damn Devotion. I do. Yes, and you've been touring a lot. How many countries have you visited? Uh, we just did Europe, so probably like 16. 16? Probably. In, in how, and how long of a span? In six weeks. Wow, how about that, ladies and gentlemen? That's a lot of t lot of time spent on, uh, I imagine, airplanes, buses, trains? Yes, yep. so romantic. <laughs> you have any uh, mishaps along the way? Lose a drum kit or something like that? Lose No, lose lots of sleep. Lots of sleep. It's hard to maintain it, isn't it? No, it's great. You're just <laughs> dumb the whole time, just absolutely stupid. What I like about that is that then you're just purely about the art. That's aren't exactly you? right. Your your boundaries are broken down, and you're purely there. You're yeah, just you in have it. no fabric of anything that makes sense anymore. It's true. That's right. It's just pure. I love that. And uh, now this album, uh, when did it come out? February. Yes, it came out on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's a nice time, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, uh, because Maybe. this this album itself, you talk about journeys, you talk about relationships. This was a lot about relationships, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. It wasn't? I mean, yeah, it is. I, I don't really have anything. I mean, yes, my songs are about uh, tangling with uh, personalities, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes. And do you, do you look for a hero in a relationship? No. Or do you like to be a hero? Oh, I don't think about that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever considered that once, her hero. Me neither. Yeah, no, no, fuck that. Yep, don't need it. I don't have time <laughs> for it. I'm just fully present in every moment. No, I just don't. I actually have never um, considered that. Do you uh, think about heroes when you're writing? Uh, when I'm writing? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, sure, as long as it's me. That's I, cool. I like to be the hero of it. You are the hero. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> You why definitely are. If I'm not, why am I writing it? <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be on the losing end of it. That might be fun, actually. <laughs> well, it's something to explore, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Now, you, uh, I understand, uh, created a lot of this new album in a basement. Uh, well, m if, the b if, if a basement means my apartment. <laughs> well, I don't know, does yes, it? Yes, I mean, I, I live on the third floor, but... Um, <laughs> 
it's technically I, not a basement. No, it's not. No. But um, it is a space that uh, I couldn't. I made a lot of it between at very late at night, um, and as we all know, we can't make any noise, like a lot of noise past a certain hour. So I did a lot of it in headphones. Oh, I see. I see. Is that a basement? Maybe. It's a kind of a basement of the mind, isn't it? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I just, but uh, culture happens in basements, doesn't it? There's a lot of basement work that we have to do. I do a do. lot of rehearsing in basements. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When I got here and saw the stairs, I almost wept. Yeah, it's terrible. I was so so happy, though, to, to be up a, up a level. <laughs> yeah. I've done a lot of shows in basements, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you, you as I do, uh, I start every interview, every conversation thinking about the beats, thinking about the rhythm of the thing. And that's how this came about, too, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of it. I, um, it it's um, uh, For many of my other recordings, I would write a song, bring it into the band. We'd make her an arrangement and then go into the studio and I started a lot of these songs with beats at my house and then had people play, had musicians play over it. So, you know, it's very modern. Um, yes. And yeah, it's very modern. That's how they do things now. Uh, and uh, that that was really fun. I, I actually, d I, they sort of started as uh, experiments because I didn't really know whether, I'm, I, I always want to just make an Al Green record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who so wouldn't? Yeah. Yes. So um, Al Green probably because he would make. I mean, he made it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he would want to make another Al Green record too. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so it was. Uh, it was definitely an experiment. But then I was. I didn't know if it was going to sound like me. I didn't know if I thought it was going to sound enough like me. But you know, since it's me, it, it sounded like it ended up sounding like me. <laughs> Oh, that was lucky. Sure was. <laughs> and uh, who do you look to when you're thinking about beats? Do you, uh, there, there are heroes out there. Do you listen to, like, Jay Dilla? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of a Mad Lib guy my, myself. Uh, you read my bio. So, uh, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do research for this show, you understand? Yeah, I really appreciate that because some yeah. interviewers just say, how did you get the name? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. You don't like that. It's just boring. <laughs> That's right. I already answered that question. Thank you very much. Let's talk about the beats. Have you heard London Beat? Do you remember those guys? Yeah. yeah. I, I love Bronski Beat. Remember them? No, I don't. I don't. Bronski Beat? What was the song? God, run away. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to dig into it. Yeah, the guy has an amazing, super high voice. Wonderful. Yeah. One of the things I liked about London Beat was that they took reggae songs and then... Oh, the English Beat. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of like made it better because so many people listen better. to reggae and they think, ugh, no thanks. <laughs> this beat too slow. I'm not listening to this. And then they were like, speed it up. Make it... Make, come on. Come on. Do it. That's right. And I said, yes, that's for me. That was my entry point. Now I can move to it, you know, before... That's oh, right. my God. When am I going to go to sleep? Yeah, Right. <laughs> no woman, no crow. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. I mean? Just Boring. Uh, keep it going yeah. uh, there in Trenchtown. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, when, you're, when you're out there, do you find time to, to relax? Do you have to, you have to do like Adina does? Do you, do you have some uh, moments of self-care? Do you put yourself in loose, loose clothing? Uh, maybe listen, <laughs> listen to a glass bowl? Um, wow. There's a, yeah, I mean, I do a lot of as much, like, exercising as possible, because I'll just um, end up, like, bludgeoning people. Yep. So it really helps that in, in <laughs> any way I can, sweating in any sort that of That was way. a moment of genuine fear that I experienced <laughs> just I'm then. I'm so glad. 
<laughs> when you looked at me like that, I thought, yeah. what do you mean? Well, uh, yeah. it's interesting because you're reminding me of this. Um, when I first saw you, I had a moment of fear. And um, <laughs> because uh, you reminded me of this gentleman that lived on my street when I grew up named Saul Grossman, Saul and Roz Grossman. They lived at the end of the street, and they were both psychiatrists. Mm -hmm. And he wore uh, monochrome um, polyester pants, uh, turtleneck, th same thing with, with a medallion like this. He was more Anton LaVey. Uh, mm -hmm. And he had he was he was completely bald. He had a little bit of a Kojak um, thing. Uh, and and when we were waiting for the bus in the morning, uh, all the kids in the morning, and he would drive out of the and he would lean his head out the window and look at the kid at look at us. And I remember um, my mom obviously was like absolutely horrified. And then um, you know thought like. Oh well, you know, tried to rationalize. Oh well, maybe he's uh, you know trying to uh, he's observing the children's behavior. No, mom. <laughs> but when I saw you, I yeah. thought of Saul Grossman. Wow. Yeah. Powerful yeah. influence. Oh yeah. On young Joan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's dead now. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, but I like that. That full bald. Oh, oh it was a, it's a really good look, but yeah. we know this from Kojak. Yeah. Telly Savalas oh, knew what was happening. the most powerful man that ever lived. Come on, Botany 500, all the way. <laughs> That's true. Come on. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of that, uh, now, uh, you, like, uh, like uh, myself, you enjoy fashion. I sure do. Yeah, and uh, you're looking sharp this evening. Thank you very much. Uh, um, so is everyone. Yeah, I yeah, can't believe how many cool people there are in the world. It's, it's fascinating. It's really, it's, the it's, level yeah. of footwear is amazing from where I'm sitting. <laughs> I just have to point that out. It's amazing. Wow. Well, thank you, Leslie. Oh, it scared me. I didn't know who was talking. I know, me neither. <laughs> I was like, yes, God, come down. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. gosh, what's going She's on? She's here. We've summoned someone. But now, what would you think uh, people would wear if they were interested in a Jonas policewoman uh, cult? What would be the fashion for them? Uh, you mean what would the, what would I what? What would sorry. your followers wear? Well, you love fashion, and uh, what would you inspire uh, people? What would you hope that uh, people that fell into a kind of cult of personality wow. would wear? Um, I do love a, a monochrome, and I do it often myself. And I see that you are rocking a monochrome. Thank you so very much. Um, I, I I really love that. And then yeah. also, then we just look like sort of like a sev a weird seventies like uh, TV show with everyone being in the rainbow. I, th I I I would I would I would support that look. Good, I'm into it. Yeah, obviously, cool. sign Thanks. me up if yes. you need anybody. You're that. already in. <sighs> God, I know, thank God. That means the world to yes, me. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what, all I needed to hear, uh, truly. Wow. That's great. Uh, now, you're going to go back out on the road? Yep. Soon? Yep, in in uh, Jul July, yes. July, July. and you're going to do more of this, and it's just, uh, uh, how's the album doing? It's going great. I got to say, the, uh, the the track that I was most drawn to was Steed. Oh, yeah. And then I found out that's all about sex stuff. <laughs> it's about Jean Genet. <laughs> Okay. And yeah, I mean, he if talks a lot so. about um, he he you know he he discusses some sexual behavior in his books. Yeah, yeah, sure does. Yeah, and you put it to to music. I sure did. <laughs> I'm well, so glad you enjoyed that song. I do. I can really move to it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it's fantastic, <laughs> and uh, it's available everywhere. People can get this album. 
Yes, You're going to have some shows in New York? Can. I'm playing on July 10th at New Blue 151. Fantastic. Come to that. I think it's going on sale tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, my band is really appallingly good. They're incredible. I live in New York City, so I have like the greatest musician pool. The best. To, to choose from. So, yeah, yeah I'm very uh, lucky. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm so glad that you could join us tonight. Thanks so much for having Jonas me. Jonas Policewoman, everybody. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. And that will do it for us tonight in the deep night, the end of our 10th season. I want to thank all of my guests this evening. Give them a round of applause, won't you? Jonas Policewoman, Adina Verson, Dolly Wells, Courtney Farrington, Emily Panic. Thanks to Leslie Goshko on the piano. Thanks to everybody here at the Slipper Room, and thanks to all of you uh, for coming out. It's been wonderful. Good night, everybody. a lot of fun. I've so enjoyed being with you this season. I need to go and locate Galinda, but I assume that we'll be back for season 11, marking our 10th anniversary, 10 years of doing this show. So uh, look for us in the fall or rub a quartz crystal against a gong and I will appear at your home. Till next season, our lucky numbers this week are 41, 28, and 2, which corresponds uh, uh, quite uh, coincidentally, to the number of guests this season, total number of episodes uh, of the season, and the number of weeks I'm going to rest after this. Personalized reading goes out to Misty Sanderson in Petal Creek, Illinois. Well, uh, there's a couple Marines that I can, you know, introduce you guys to. You can guys go wreck hotel rooms and be careless in the city. Oh, my goodness. Well, remember, all summer, although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is produced by James Bewley. Deep Night Season 10, podcast icon illustrated by Kelsey Roten. Posters this season by Justin Devine, Vicky Lita, Candace Borsma, and Erica Willey. Podcast theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the show from the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm, plus some sound moments paid for and downloaded from an internet warehouse. Studio services provided by Harvest Works in New York City. Deep Night sponsors include the Guana Souvenir Shop and a special blend of herbs given to me by a woman named Diane. If you listen to this program on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a rating or review. Everyone counts. This show is also available on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and by tuning into my specific frequency and thinking about me with great intensity. Thank you for listening. You're the best. <laughs>